0: Welcome
1: Spiritual Gangsta Certified, Ellie Fish. So hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Gangsta Certified. I am your host, Ellie Vish. And this week, a lot has changed. Mercury has gone direct. Um, some people are thrilled about that. I know I am. However, I want everybody to bear in mind that even though Mercury has gone direct, it is in its shadow period. So what that means is Mercury has to catch back up to the point that it was at when it went retrograde. So we're still dealing with the energy of going back over things, or now we're coming back over them another time, um, moving forward of things that we've already had to deal with. Out of all of the retrogrades, Mercury gets the... (laughs) where's the crown for being the most popular that people know about, but everybody remember there are still six other planets retrograde. Mm -hmm. So we're under a lot of energy and also we're, we're at the end of Leo season. They're going out with a roar though. (laughs) Leo's have to definitely turn up during their season. And I see a lot of them did just that, but um, we'll be going into Virgo season this week. Um, wow, what can I really say? Virgo season is going to, the sun in Virgo is going to hit a bunch of planets in my chart. Um, once Virgo season starts from, um, my Jupiter, my Mars, my Saturn, all of those are going to get hit. But, um, want to encourage everybody to kind of, if you have your birth chart, look and see, um, what part is affected by Virgo? Um, that's going to basically tell you where you'll be more discriminating, what area of your life you'll be more discriminating, separating what's necessary from what's not, because that's what Virgo energy does. It It gets down to the bare nitty gritty. It does so because it is a master of separating, you know, oh, we can use this, oh, that can go. And also it seeks to serve. So the Sixth House in Astrology, is um, naturally ruled by Virgo so also you want to look at any planets that you may have there so it's a it's a nice time I kind of like when it gets towards the end of summer Um, there's a bit of a cool down from the fixed fire season that we're leaving which was Leo season and we're going more into a grounded earth mutable earth sign at that so for anybody um, looking to really look at things in a direct way, the energy is going to be supporting that for you to be able to put a microscope on things and be able to really dig through it, whatever area of your life that may be. So Virgo season is upon us really feeling good about it. Just wanted to let every everybody know that I really appreciate you guys supporting the show And, you know, to those of you who are already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you so much. Um, If you're not already a supporter, just wanted everyone to know um, if you'd like to help make the show possible for us to build and have a lot of different things going on. Please make sure to tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash spiritual gangsta certified to become a monthly supporter. Um, I will make sure that anybody who does opt to support um, this effort that we're doing with this podcast um, receives um, a token of our appreciation. We have merchandise coming. Um, We've got some courses and different things coming as well. I just want to be able to hook you guys up with the best that's out here right now. That's keeping it a hundred percent G with you about spirituality and astrology. So, um, you know, you guys help make the show possible. It's for you. So I do encourage you if you can, um, I would love to have you guys be supporters and be able to hook you up with some of that, um, that extra VIP stuff. So, Again, this week, we have another edition of Nalo Kicking Knowledge with Gemini Brown. Um, He'll be giving us his forecast for this week. I hope everybody is um, really in a good place right now. I decided this week to start with dealing with the moon. Um, I will have another episode up where we describe the moon phases. But today, there's two segments from me on the moon in Capricorn, because the moon is currently in the sign of Capricorn. So um, I wanted to take some time out to explain what exactly that means, uh, what it means for you if you have a natal Capricorn moon, um, and what it means for all of us on a grander scale. So um, you guys stay tuned. We've got a lot of good stuff this episode. Thank you again so much for continuing to listen to us. I really, really appreciate it. Much love to everybody. Stay tuned for more Spiritual Gangsta Certified. So, I wanted to talk a little bit about the moon. Um, We will have another couple segments coming up this week and next week dealing specifically with different phases of the moon uh, to get you guys to understand those better. I feel like that's something that having a good bead on a good understanding of at its very basic is really really helpful um because i've seen this written a couple of different places a couple of memes about it too where it's like you know people understand that the moon affects the tides and we're like 70% water what the hell you don't <laughs> you don't think it affects us um astrologically speaking um it's important to understand the moon cycles because the moon is going to cycle back every month to the sign that it was in when you were born. So you're going to have what's called a lunar return. And I think it's very important, first of all, to understand your moon so you can understand, or your moon sign and where it is, what house it's in, in your chart, so that you can really get a wonderful. Understanding about you know how you naturally react to things, your habits. Um, it shows basically how we cope with our emotions, um, our emotional reactions to things. And usually, because a lot of people may keep their emotions to themselves or hide how they really feel, or just be, be under wraps with things, it's something that you really only see in yourself or people who really, really, really know you, your moon sign behavior. So the first thing I would encourage everybody to do, if you haven't already, you should go online and get a free birth chart. Now, when you don't know what time you're born, um, you can't really get an accurate chart that would tell you your rising sign and the house positions of everything else. But, um... Using an ephemeris, if you don't know your time of birth, I can at least, and most astrologers can at least be able to discern your, you know, your moon, sign, sun, Mercury, Mars, all that good stuff by just looking and seeing how long those planets stayed in specific placements. So it really helps to, um, you know kind of narrow down what sign they're in. The only thing you won't have is what degree or additionally, maybe some house placements. Well, actually really some house placements because the, uh, the ascending sign changes every two hours in a day. So anyway, this, if this sounds like gibberish to anybody that's really, really new at studying and learning astrology, I do apologize. But the main point is we're looking at our moon signs today. And I'm outside. It's a nice cool night. Lots of nature going on. So I'm like, I like nature. I don't like bugs. (laughs) So if you hear me yelp from time to time, more than likely I've had to encounter a bug. However, let me continue. So with our moon sign, we want to know where it is. If you have your correct birth chart, you want to see what not only what planet it is in but also the house. So what got me to even thinking we should cover this as the moon changes signs every week and talk about well, you know, the signs that it's going through. The moon is currently in Capricorn. Uh this personally impacted me. I (laughs) am a natal Capricorn moon. I can tell you off jump and anybody who even knows some basic astrology can tell you the moon does not like being in Capricorn necessarily mostly because Capricorn's opposite sign is cancer and cancer is ruled by the moon (laughs) so um, you know being as though they're opposite signs even though we could really point out the fact that opposite signs can reconcile themselves they're just the same energy at different poles but um, you know Capricorn is an Earth, a cardinal Earth sign, um, whereas Cancer is a cardinal water sign. And the moon's about emotions, um, instinctual reactions. Earth signs are a lot more grounded, particularly, you know, when your moon is in Capricorn, you have to feel useful. Productivity, um, your reputation is very important to you. Um, You'll tend to keep your emotions in check. I know I do. It's interesting uh, because when you look at my moon combination, you know, my moon combining with my sun and then my rising, it makes her a very interesting person, even without looking at the rest of my chart, because, you know, I'm, I'm here having a Pisces experience through the sun, through my sun sign, which dissolves everything into one, understands the oneness of everything, is really about um, this dissolving of everything and being able to understand people and this gentle nature and sometimes getting fooled by people too. But then this Capricorn moon is mine. I just want to be the most competent person there is to be. I mean, I feel that the Capricorn moon kind of looks at things that go on emotionally with themselves but with other people too as You know, you need to be, keep a cool head. I do not like getting over the top upset at all. I can't stand it. I don't like displays of emotions that are like ridiculous. I really like to keep a cool head. I mean, I'm emotional by nature as a Pisces and I have planets in the 12th as well, which gives me a little extra Piscean energy. But when it comes to this moon of mine, it's almost like I can flip a switch and I just go emotionally cold. And it's weird because in studying people, ever since I've begun really studying astrology, I even think of things that people say to me about, wow, like you just shut off. Like they can see it on my face. It just like, it's like somebody flicked the switch and then face completely changes, goes RBF or bitch face, just stern too. So we're steady, reliable people, natal, um, moon and Capricorn people. Um, And this is from... Cafe Astrology, for any of you newbies, I'm just going to read this through. This position of the moon suggests a desire for clear boundaries and realistic goals. Not much for tasting, taking risks in life. Lunar Capricorns look for safety and security in most everything they do. Which, yes, that's that's exactly how I feel. When, when it came to work situations for me, um, <laughs> I really was concerned, even... I don't want to say obsessively so, but I was constantly concerned with safety, job safety. So sometimes for me, positions that I would have probably been really good in, I didn't undertake because, you know, if it's like a sales position or something like that, where your salary is mostly based on selling, I've learned I'm a good salesperson, but my moon would be like, nah, bitch, (laughs) you need to know exactly what you're getting. You know, that security. You don't want any up and down changes and things. So it's been an interesting thing to work with, especially now considering um I don't have a traditional type job um because of my business and you know I really have to sell myself and uh you know really have my work speak for itself and I'm getting paid completely on my own efforts, not You know, a job where there's a set salary, um, you know, and a set amount of hours and blah, 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 blah. And it was scary for me as a lunar Capricorn to even do this. I needed to know exactly what I'm going to be getting for my efforts. And it also says here that most of them respect authority and tradition and many are planning well ahead of the rest of us. That's true. I'm a planner. I can't stand haphazardly run anything. Um, says so you likely won't have to remind them to protect their interests, plan for old age, or keep fallback money in their bank accounts. These things naturally sit up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> when I haven't had fallback money in my bank accounts, I have been the craziest I probably have ever been at any other point in my life. You know, anytime that comes out of whack, I go out of whack i am emotionally tied to security and money brings us security so i can definitely agree with that then it goes on to say calm cool and collected these words sum up moon and capricorn natum's well messy emotions and leaky souls are a bit frightening for most with this position of the moon now granted for me they are i'm taken aback by messy displays of emotion but the pisces in me and my Mercury's in pisces too so i think the way that i understand those um burst of emotions comes from kind of feeling what the person's feeling and then being able to communicate with them in the way that they need. So I'm internally, I'm like, Oh God, why are you doing this? (laughs) But I'm able to provide them with, um, the gentleness needed. And then on top of that, being a Libra ascendant, I'm really fair and I want things to balance out and I'll see the beauty in people and try to kind of help them can get you to see the sides of, well, two sides to the same coin so that you're better able to understand things. And this also continues to say, truth is they can have plenty of mood swings and some dark emotions now and again. Very true. This is what led to me even deciding to talk about this tonight because I was like, why do I feel so all over the place? And usually I'm really good about checking for certain things. For example, just so anybody who's interested in having more of a personalized way to have a horoscope because the horoscopes that you know tend to be up for sun signs or whatever are kind of more general I would recommend using Grupo Venus it's a website and an app I use this other app called Transits by Alan Edelwal. I think that's his name it's just called Transits um I have a I have an Android phone so sorry you Apple people um I'm not sure if that's available for y'all it probably is because y'all get everything first Team Android, by the way. Not hating on Apple, but Team Android. Anyway, (laughs) so what got me looking at this is like, I feel off. Then I looked at my transits. I pulled my charts in Astro Gold. Anybody else looking for something to cast charts in your phone? That's quick, easy, comes preloaded with a bunch of different charts from famous people, royalty, etc. Look at Astro Gold. I have Astro Gold. I think it's awesome. I looked at it and then I felt kind of (laughs) dumb. because I realized, duh, the moon went into Capricorn and I have a three degree Capricorn moon and we're at the very de- beginning of the degrees of the Capricorn moon. So the, when I looked at the chart, the moon was at two degrees Capricorn on my natal three degrees Capricorn moon. And I'm like, oh. Oh. <laughs> this makes sense. This, this is why I feel this way. But anyway, it goes on to continue to say, and this is for anybody who is a Capricorn moon or wants to understand a Capricorn moon, um, Wow, I lost my place. Ha! And then somebody's dog is like going off. Okay, I think the doggy is under control now. Um, But I found my place again. And it said, Lunar Capricorns are often quite hard on themselves and would benefit from letting their guard down once in a while. I am super-duper-duper-duper-duper hard on myself. Then my moon is ruled um, by my 12th house, Saturn and Virgo, so ooh, yeah, but anyway, and um, they quickly garner reputations of being mountains of strength and they easily hide their sensitivity behind a sarcastic manner. And then it continues to say, You may have read that moon and Capricorn natives are a bit cold and calculating. Now, since they're ruled by Saturn, the moon is ruled by Saturn for a lunar Capricorn, we want to build, we need structure. I always talk about Capricorn energy by really thinking of the symbol for it, the sea goat. And how if you looked at nature shows, that's the goat that's going up the stiff-ass rocky cliff where it looks like there's hardly anywhere for it to find footing, but it sticks it out. Even if it stumbles a little, it keeps going. It's going to reach the top. That's Capricorn energy. So, you know, with that in mind, we seek to really organize and build things in the most efficient way possible. Very, I guess, I'm trying to think of the perfect way to put it other than just to say structured, but you know, Saturn represents restriction and restriction isn't necessarily always a bad thing because you need some form of boundaries In order to build something specific like you know what I mean if you were like building a project for school or something like that and you had to do a terrarium there's only certain things that are going to fit inside of a terrarium so you have to have restrictions as to the materials you can use Saturn speaks to restrict in a productive manner and that is the ruling planet of Capricorn so Morning Capricorn natives can be very calculating. That comes off as cold sometimes because in order to calculate appropriately, one has to be able to kind of be objective and facts don't care about your feelings. (laughs) They really don't. I mean, I know a lot of us interject our, you know, emotions into things and think that's supposed to make a difference with everything. But when something comes down to just being a fact, it is a fact. So, you know, Capricorn wants to use what's necessary to build. It's, you know, it really needs that. So, um, it goes on to say on Cafe Astrology, this is where I'm reading this from. I started somewhere where I know a lot of people go. I have problems with the site, with the chart portion, but I really, really, really would suggest to beginners because it seems to be worded and just an easy way to understand. There are sections that explain stuff. Of course, and always going to encourage you to actually read books Watch some videos from some really dope people. All of these things will help because you can't Google everything. You have to get to the point where you understand astrology in a way where without a description, you can, you know, kind of garner things in your mind. And for me, I feel like with my Mercury in Pisces, sometimes when I'm trying to describe something in a certain way, it comes out as (laughs) gibberish. So I'll point people in the direction of a book quick as hell (laughs) a website quick as hell but I, I don't want people to depend just on stuff that they read on the internet books are a great source as well but um it says they keep their emotions under control yep let me tell you something I feel like this is kind of a cold moon if you think about it it's cardinal earth it starts Capricorn season starts at the beginning of winter. So there is a certain amount of coldness associated with Capricorn within itself. So, you know, that coming off cold part to me makes sense. And when I look at my, my life and think about how that's manifested in my life, what that means is me going from being all in, I guess, emotionally letting my Piscean nature come out and then I'll restrict emotionally and I'll pull back. And that pulling back is so abrupt and so sudden. That's that cardinal portion of the Capricorn energy. That cardinal is the impetus to go forward. So, you know, it's quick. Quickly, emotionally withdraw and then go cold. That's the best way that I could describe it. I mean, that's how I experience it, at least. But, um, it says wherever Capricorn is found in the chart, there's a desire for structure and control. So I have my Capricorn is in my third and fourth house, but my moon's in my third house. It's a Gemini house for anybody. Um, that's not familiar with the houses. We'll go over that too, at some point too, but I'm just trying to give a general overview. Um, I feel like writing, communicating is really important to me. It's, it makes me a good writer, I feel, especially too, because I have Neptune here as well. But um, I am really heavily emotionally moved by being to express myself in a structured way through a poem, through um, writing, through a project, something. It's just, that's just a portion that I'm used to in my lifetime. So I see that coming to life here. And then it says Capricorn is the sign of organization and efficient management, So when the moon is found in the side, the world of emotions are well managed and handled in an efficient and practical manner. Um, I feel like because I have a Virgo dominant chart too, I'm already kind of grounded, usually emotion or try to stay down to the ground, but there's still stuff that goes on under the surface. This is what I wanted to talk to you about the Capricorn moon, because if you think about its opposite sign, which the moon rules, which is cancer, everybody knows that's an emotional sign. It's a mothering sign. That's a nurturing sign. So what you have on the other side of that, with Saturn being like the daddy of the zodiac ruling Capricorn, it's almost as if you don't expect there really to be much going on emotionally. But let's think about a couple things about Capricorn. So Capricorn is a feminine or negative sign. And because of that, it's receptive So the moon is receptive, whereas if you think about the sun, the sun projects its energy, the moon actually reflects it. So Capricorn is a feminine earth sign. So it does have some semblance of emotion attached to it, despite the fact that it's an earth sign, um, because again, you can reconcile opposites. Cancer and Capricorn are on the same axis, just different degrees so um it says at the heart of the lunar capricorns is a powerful need to feel worthwhile in the real world yep (laughs) there's a basic need for respectability and a big attachment to the world of the senses lunar capricorns put a lot of value in all things tangible and real and perhaps more than anything they need to be respected by others in order to feel secure no lies detected seriously like no lies none detected But um, what I wanted to talk about, since the moon is in Capricorn, everybody doesn't have a natal Capricorn moon, but the moon changing signs every two and a half days means we're under a different emotional influence, universal emotional influence, so to speak, while these transits happen. So it's important to look at the moon phases, even if you're not just looking at the sign that your personal moon is in, because it'll give you a better idea of the emotional current going on. So there are things that you should learn to look at. I'm going to, and I'm mind you guys, the website is up. Finally, uh, www.spiritualgangstacertified.com. I'm still adding content and things to it, but just so you guys know, I'm going to be offering some quick free courses like basic starting to astrology courses to get a lot of you who need some guidance in understanding some things started. Um, I tend to like a lot of visuals in this information. I can't wait to offer it to you guys. Um, In order to receive it, all you have to do is sign up for our newsletter Um, and you just get email updates. You can opt in and out at any time, but that will then alert you and I'll be able to tell you when I'm, well, I'll be giving out these um, worksheets and workbooks via PDF form. But um, what I'm saying this is for is for you to get the opportunity to under some key, understand some keywords. I know a lot of people already understand some of this stuff. Thank you for bearing with me as I speak more simply about it for anybody who's new. But I want everybody to feel comfortable understanding exactly how the moon is impacting us Understanding the archetypes for the signs and the planets. Understanding keywords for the signs and the planets. So, you know, that's one of the reasons why I decided to offer that. But that will be up again on www.spiritualgangstacertified.com. Please feel free to log onto the site sign up for the newsletter and I'll make sure you get all the free goodies there's also going to be an area on there for people who would like uh, to enter to come in a drawing for a free reading on the show um, it could be an astrology reading a tarot reading etc um, so we're going to be running some things for that but again moon currently in Capricorn kind of will affect us all to be a little bit more structured reserved you might find some emotional fulfillment and being able to build something or get something in order. So just look at the moon transits and I'll make sure that I do a little, a little um, section or segment to kind of talk about all the different moon phases until we've talked about all 12. So anybody out there with a Capricorn moon, if you're feeling what I'm feeling, hmm, let me tell you. Because I'm telling you right now, while this moon transits, it's going to hit something. So, uh, I believe the moon was conjunct Saturn today. Saturn has been kicking my butt since it went home (laughs) into Capricorn. In a good way, though. Um, But it's really been kicking my butt. Um, (laughs) It really has. Getting things in order. Doing the work. Shout out to Astro Pluto Queen. She dropped some awesome knowledge right before Saturn went back home to Capricorn in astrology and she had basically said daddy is home when Saturn comes home to Capricorn and what that means is this is a time frame where you'll be rewarded if you do the work but if you don't she said it's like when your mom tells you when you get home you better take the chicken out the freezer to thaw you don't take that chicken out the freezer I What are the consequences? All right, you gotta do the work. So, shout out to Afro uh, Pluto Queen, for that bit of knowledge that I have carried with me since that went down um, in December. So, but Saturn's basically been hovering back and forth over my moon, and whew, <laughs> I don't. I don't even efficiently know how to uh to describe it with words but anybody else with a moon in Capricorn should understand but um be patient with people when you know their moon sign and there's a moon transit going on it's, it may sound weird but one of the best ways to completely immerse yourself in astrology that's why I'm recommending these great apps especially for casting charts again astral gold get that But the reason that you should is because you can actually study people. Astrology is about observation. People didn't just pull stuff out of their ass and say, this represents that, this represents that. Things had to be looked at. That's why I'll refer to it as a science, while other people will try to discredit it. But no, observation really helps. I mean, when I started first learning astrology, One of the first things that I did, because I was really skeptical, so I'm like, well, I don't have time to wait to see if something it kind of says might happen will happen. I'm going to go back and look in the past. So I started learning about different transits, what this meant, what that meant, and then casting charts around time frames in my life to look at what was going on, what was going on in the sky against what was going on with my birth chart, my progress chart, or my solar return chart for that year. And I found so much shit <laughs> that was going on that made things make sense. It made a believer out of me. So do yourself a favor, guys. Um, I mean, if you're not able to get an astrology app, I would recommend getting your, your uh, charts, doing your charts on astro.com. It's just really easier that way. Most astrologers use it. I think it lets you store up to 100 charts. So, I mean, if you want to figure out why your sister's being such a nag or your boyfriend's being so whiny, you might want to look, be able to look at their charts and always be able to see what's going on. I'm really into getting people to see the practical use for astrology. Like, I feel like some people think we just sit around and study all this shit just so like we can have a big head and know stuff that other people don't. It's really practical. You can use it to plan and execute certain things in your life. So it's really, really dope. I appreciate everybody continuing to listen to Spiritual Gangster Certified. We have expanded onto nine platforms. There's so much good stuff coming. I hate making announcements about stuff that's like really, really big news. So I'm just going to wait to just drop it (laughs) on the episode that it airs. But I love all of you. I appreciate all of you. And I hope you're keeping your head up, keeping everything in order during this moon transit.
0: What's going on, world? It's your boy Gemini Ground here, back with another episode of Novel Kicking Knowledge. Today, we'll be looking at the weekly forecast. I must say, we got a lot of movement in the sky. So, let's get into it. Where do we start? Let's start with my man, Mercury, who today stations direct. All right? So, many of us can be feeling. Uh, energy being a little bit lighter today. We still got Mars in retrograde and, you know, the outer planets and Saturn and and things of that nature in retrograde, but nonetheless, you know, Mercury's uh, going direct is going to uh, make a lot of us feel a little bit better. But, let's not forget it's still in its shadow period, so it's got to work back to the point in which it turned retrograde. And, There's nothing wrong with this. This is nothing to fear. I honestly want to say this. With this shadow period going back direct, I think it's a good time to put what we've reflected upon into motion. Okay? Um, If there's things that needed to be said, we don't necessarily have to come right out and say them, but we have to, you know put ourselves in the correct positions to take advantage of what we've learned. Okay. So wherever this is happening in your chart, whatever you learned over this retrograde period, whether it be about boundaries, whether it be about, you know, connecting on a deeper level through communication, we want to put that in a proper perspective. So, you know, um, the moon is in Sag. This is wonderful energy coupled with this, uh, End of Leo season, so I definitely think it's a. It is just a time if you feel that that um load that's been lifted, proceed with some motivation. Okay, so like I said, I don't really think this shadow period is anything to uh, fear, but it's more we're still in a reflective sense, but we just have a little bit more momentum going forward. Okay, um, so we still want to be mindful and still. Observant of certain things, all right. So, we're at the end of Leo season. Leo, uh, the Sun will be transiting to Virgo midweek, and uh, it's something very significant. So, we know we had the great American eclipse last year. I don't know if you remember what degrees this happened around, but it happened around 28 degrees, Leo. So, with Sun. Uh, coming to this point uh, is going to be uh, interconjunct towards Mars in Capricorn. It's what you should do is check in if you remember the goals and the intentions that you set at the Great American Eclipse. Go back and see your progress to this point, okay, and chances are this week something from that time that you wanted to manifest is going to present itself with an opportunity. Or if it hasn't, you will see why you haven't been able to necessarily bring that in. So remember, Mars is still retrograde. We got another week of this. Okay? But it's back in Capricorn which is about achievement, which is about success. So this Quinn connects with sun that is gonna be on is gonna we should really take this time to see how we can better apply ourselves towards this specific goal overall goals going forward but um I definitely see that energy coming back into play especially for with for people who have planets around these degrees that was a really intense time for you know everyone but particularly those people so be mindful of that go reflect you know go back and see damn how have i done on these goals that i may have set okay also with mercury going back direct it's going to come back to this square with uh jupiter jupiter um in scorpio and this, this is an interesting square because what it does it It forces you to confront something within your, your perceptions. Okay. Um, what, what am I, am I, are my expectations matching realistic basically? Okay. Do, am I using my intellect, my Mercurian qualities to correctly manifest these desires or these things that have to do with Jupiter? Okay, am I studying, you know, enough of this occult information, wherever this is in your chart? You want to look at these two energies: perception versus, you know, wisdom. Okay, Uh, lower mind versus higher mind. They're going to be in conflict, so we can notice some type of flaws in our, our thinking. Something that you know kind of needs to be redirected okay so you can use this energy to your advantage by just looking about how you go about the things pertaining to these two energies okay Um, then we got like I said midweek we got Virgo uh, the Sun going into Virgo and it's a wonderful time of year I know depending on where you are in the country the kids have already going back to school some are going to be going back to school this week me myself I got about like uh two and a half weeks so I'm still enjoying this or whatever but um Virgo season wonderful time to get grounded it's mutable energy it represents a transition okay so it's essentially the last um season of summer you know zodiac season of summer so we everything we've been working towards We kind of want to be looking at them in a a different perspective. How can we adjust, okay? Uh, How can we improve upon this? And the way you improve upon it is through your routine. It's through the little things, the details, the hard work, all right? So Saturn's here in Capricorn. Uranus is here in Taurus. It's going to be forming a grand trine. It is a wonderful time to get grounded. A wonderful time to sharpen up our routines. Make sure we're tending to the practical things in our life. So it kind of goes with what I was saying with that aspect of Mercury square Jupiter. We're going to be looking at things in a realistic manner. Am Am I actually perceiving things the way they need to be perceived? Am I working towards... Uh, my goal with the, you know, the correct awareness, okay, and my, like, half-assing, you know, my spiritual studies or practice, whatever, okay, so, like I said, sun's going into Virgo, I would really honor this transition by doing some Virgo things, which is tending to the house, right, remember this saying for Virgo, Uh, cleanliness is next to, godliness i might i might have said it backwards i think it's godliness is next to cleanliness whatever but i just you know I'm a Virgo moon and <clears throat> i strongly believe if you keep your surroundings in good order it enhances your ability to flow and just feel better all right like if you're if you're in a cluttered space you're gonna feel cluttered okay so i would take advantage of Virgo energy in that way. Okay, so what else we got going on? Oh, yeah, Venus. Venus continuing its sign, its transit through its own sign of Libra. And um, mm, this week is, I see relationships being a little bit rocky because we're approaching a square to Pluto, which screams of intense interactions and power struggles. Okay, um, and that's also coupled couple with what I'm saying before. Our, our desires. Okay? Our our, our our desires in line with, you know, our true selves or you know our wisdom. So it's gonna be an overall theme of that. <clears throat> with moon coming through, linking up with Saturn when it gets into Capricorn, and then Pluto is gonna square Venus. Alright, so We're going to be seeing it. our, Our relationships this week are going to be really, really intense. However, there's room to learn here. So keeping in the presence of mind that Mars is still retrograde. Mercury's in the shadow. Tread lightly. Okay? Tread lightly. Observe. See what it is. Okay? And just respond accordingly. Lead with wisdom. Okay? So... With this square to Pluto, with this square Venus to Moon, we're really going to be seeing things in a particular perspective, which is going to, like I said, go back to the sun now being in Virgo. The need to clean things up, create better habits, you know, a, a, a more smooth, flowing routine. All right? But take advantage of this grand trine in Earth, ground yourself, do some real spiritual work. We also got Jupiter in trying to Neptune directly. So the more you believe, the more you lock into your spiritual life, the more you're going to be able to uh, reap those rewards in a practical sense. So got a beautiful, got a beautiful week ahead. It's work to do. All right. Thanks for bearing with me. I'm a little under the weather. My voice sounds crazy, but you know, this just raised my vibration doing what I do. All right. So, this is my interpretation of this week's energy. I hope you enjoyed. If you need a reading, highlight me. If you haven't subscribed to my channel, feel free to do so. Till next time, peace.
1: Okay, so I wanted to do some Capricorn Moon extras specifically for people born with their moon in Capricorn. I have this amazing book called Past Life Astrology, Use Your Birth Chart to Understand Your Karma uh, by this lady, Judy Hall. And I really, 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 really absolutely love this book. Um, Because a lot of times we're so caught up just looking at, okay, well, we know the moon is this. And if it's in this sign, it's this. We don't even think of all the ways that we can incorporate astrology um, into certain areas. So one of the great things about this book, I feel so compelled. I want to push it on people. Y'all should go buy it. Um, It's interestingly illustrated as well. (laughs) I say that to mean there's some like kind of like medieval, really old looking illustrations um, in here. But she does a really good job of explaining a lot of different aspects of astrology that have to do with our past lives. And again, I've said this before in astrology, if energy is everything, it really speaks to the fact that it looks at that we don't just have one life. Our energy continues to go on and you know, we experience different lives. So I wanted to read this portion and have a little discussion on um, the moon and Capricorn from this book. And it says, this is the moon of oughts and shoulds and emotional control. Security and convention lie behind ingrained Capricorn patterns of behavior. This soul has a strong sense of responsibility, but can be judgmental and finds emotional expression difficult. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, uh... As I talked about in the other segment, I'm a Pisces sun with a Capricorn moon. I'm an emotional person, which is really, really interesting given I have this moon placement. Because again, it's like I can flip a switch and you know, just kind of feel not emotional <laughs> anymore. And sometimes once I flip that switch, I can't bring myself to express what I'm feeling well. I'll just like, it's like system shutdown like it becomes a little too much for me. Um, so I think with lunar Capricorns, that's an important part for people to have to realize, you know, getting those emotions out since we are so structured, it, it it becomes hard for us. Um, and it says a heavy cross to bear. This moon carries the world on its shoulders and overdeveloped sense of duty and responsibility forces the soul to do what is right The soul feels compelled to conform and uphold the law. In the process, the soul's own needs may be sublimated to the good of the whole. Oh, Lord. Yes. Yes. Uh, So the Capricorn moon will tend to reserve one's own um, acknowledgement of emotions to do what's right for the the group or for whomever, Um, which is a noble thing. But at the same time, what will happen is we want to suppressing a lot of our own emotional stuff that we need to deal with and eventually that suppression can't be held any further so there's like an explosion um but anyway the archetype of the scapegoat who takes things on for the collective is attached to this moon wow it says the archetype of the scapegoat Whew! wow so in childhood, this soul may feel that there is a task to do that is too heavy to be born. Fortunately, the soul grows into the task with maturity as it accesses karmic wisdom. Um, hearing this and having my moon in this placement, I'm really like, wow. <laughs> wow. Um, I am in childhood. I started things really early. Like I started reading early. Um, you know i picked up on things fast i had to get tested to go to school to start first grade because i wasn't six by september 1st i got put in mentally gifted classes and a lot of things came really easy to me but i do feel like i felt like there was something i was supposed to be doing that i wasn't doing and i couldn't put my hand on it like i wasn't being excellent in some area and i just didn't know what it was it's interesting to look at it this way reading this um, and to realize, wow, I did feel like there was something that I wasn't quite, quite reaching. That rings very true for me. So then, um, she continues to say the soul may have experienced failure in the past and be trying to compensate. In the present life, failure is seen as an emotional disaster. Yes. I can't stand to fail at something that I put my all into and try to do because I'm so structured in the way that I go about things, especially with that Virgo energy. I, mm-mm. The thought of failure at anything that I'm emotionally attached to, it feels like a soul death. <laughs> There's no other way to explain it, but... um It also says the soul needs to accept the occasional mistake as part of an ongoing learning process. And if failure is total, this moon has the strength to pick up and carry on, provided it does not fall into the deep, dark depression to which Capricorn is prone. This part is so true. One of the things I'm always told by people that stands out about me is my strength. And I won't give up. I will keep going. That is what I do. And it's really hard because since your emotions simmer under the surface as a Capricorn moon, anything under the surface, the further deep down you bury it, the darker it gets down there. So that can pull you into a darker place of depression, of really thinking about failures or things that haven't gone the way you wanted them to go in such a heavy way that it feels like you can't even lift them back up to the light, if that makes sense. Like it would be like if you were trying to like pull like um, something up from the bottom of the ocean. It's really, 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 really heavy. And it's just too much to pull up to get back to where you can see it. Um, This is something that I've read a lot of different things about as far as the Capricorn moon is concerned and depression. And it's really good to be aware of this if you have a Capricorn moon, because when you understand what comes with the territory of a placement for you, it makes dealing with it a lot different because when you have those moments where you maybe are feeling a little depressive, you can remind yourself, okay, this is just energy that comes easier to me, but I don't have to be stuck here. All energies have positive aspects and negative aspects. We can always choose to move it over to something more positive. Then it says, um, approach with caution. This is a soul who finds emotional expression difficult, outwardly appearing cold and unresponsive. I've been told before by someone I was really, really close to that it was almost like I didn't have emotions. And for me to hear that, even though I'm a Capricorn moon and I realize, you know, I'm grabbing a hold of them in some way, I guess I identified so much. This is before knowing a lot about astrology. I just identified so much with being a Pisces and Pisces is all about feeling. So I was like, that's impossible. What, like, what do you mean? I'm totally emotional, but ha, <sighs> instinctually, no, I, I was a little bit more cold because I'm processing things on, under the surface and trying to remain calm. And it says it wants to remain in emotional control and so appears emotionally repressed. It is not that he or she does not have feelings. It is rather that he or she does not know how to be openly affectionate and demonstrative. Now, I kind of have other placements I think that kind of help this not be so bad, but I do notice in other Capricorn moons, it really is hard to be demonstrative. Um, We are processing our feelings in such a way that that's taking up a lot of our emotional effort. So to get other people to understand what we're feeling is too large of a task if we're so busy trying to understand and structure this shit ourselves under the surface but um it says consequently energy is put into parenting or partnering in a non-emotional fashion this soul shows that it cares in material ways i can attest to this people i love i buy them things And it's weird because I'm a Capricorn moon and a Pisces sun. My mother is also a Capricorn moon and a Pisces sun. And I would say very much so. I learned affection was bought most times. Like I was always um, given things. So I see that. Um, It says emotional needs. There's a deep need for control, security, and stability. Lack of confidence in oneself has to be compensated for by becoming successful. Woo! (laughs) Woo! Again, <laughs> security, getting that bag. Yes, yes. Cat moon needs that, needs it. It also says maintaining the status quo and conforming to the norm matter. It's interesting for me because I think I've, I have Uranus, the planet of like being unique and innovative in my second house of values. I value my uniqueness. So I think that kind of uh, tapers my, Cap- my Capricorn moon a little bit in that I'm like, I don't like there's some things I'm really normal and structured about, but I really don't like being like other people. I love being different. But anyway, um, it says one of this moon's most powerful urges is to fulfill the strong sense of duty and responsibility. Channeling this into caring for a family or protecting society gives emotional satisfaction. So Capricorn would also um, rule law and because of structure and law is structure. So I kind of feel like Capricorn moons have this sense of law and structure when it comes to family or the groups that they belong to or the friendships that they have. And, you know, being able to set up a structure that helps other people is very emotionally satisfying to cat moons. Even if they do seem to come off cold, there really is that soft core underneath that wants to do that for people on a like large scale. Because, you know, the next sign after Capricorn is Aquarius. So after one masters um, all the Capricorn lessons, then it can go into the Aquarius energy, which is all about humanity and the collective. Okay, so um, then Judy Hall goes on to say the soul with Capricorn moon has learned in the past to be in tight control of the emotions. Needs are repressed and sublimated into material things or into reaching the top in a career. <laughs> I feel so red and exposed right now. <laughs> I really do. And then she says, when the person with Capricorn Moon has found success in the outer world, then it is possible to turn inward and look to fulfilling other needs. That is very true. That is very true. I have to feel secure in the outer material world before I even can venture inside. I need to feel, have comfortable surroundings. The sign has a strong spiritual component and feels emotionally supported by religious beliefs. I feel like for me, um, I am able to look at all the different religions and be able to kind of take something from each. And my soul is very rooted in my spiritual beliefs, especially at this point in my life. I feel like I had to go through my Saturn return in order to even get to this point (laughs) where I really had a good bead on my emotions and became very interested in spiritual things and took up astrology and saw how that was connected into everything else and looked at hermetics and all these things really really helped me and these are things that I do feel supported by because I, I I see the practicality of them in everyday life now it says lunar food what feeds and nurtures the soul with Capricorn moon is success approval, and a sense of things being right. This soul wants to remain in emotional control and yet would be nourished by a genuine display of feelings. So <laughs> we want to hold on and keep our emotions in check, but at the same time really crave these genuine feelings from people. And that can be like a rough balance. If you have a cat wound and you're coming off cold to others, some people may not feel so compelled to, and of course other placements in the chart do have to be taken into consideration, but I'm just saying for the most part, you know, you understand that you have this yearning for a deeper display of feelings, even though the, a genuine one, not some superficial crazy shit, but you know, you have this, yearning despite the fact that you don't necessarily put things out there emotionally then it says mothering expectations very important part of this what this soul seeks is consistent dependable disciplined mothering that creates boundaries but also provides the space to develop personal autonomy what it fears is cold controlling authoritarian mother who demands that the child conform to her standards If those standards are not met, then love is withdrawn. The absent parent is a feature of this moon. Wow. Okay. All right. So getting real personal here. I feel like in my lifetime, my mom was more cold, controlling and authoritarian. um, And wanted us to really confirm to her, her standards. And because of that, honestly, we haven't had the best of relationships. I see people all the time have relationships with their mothers that are really close, but It just said here, if those standards are not met, then love is withdrawn. And for me, I wouldn't say that love is withdrawn. I would say a a sense of comfortability. Again, speaking, she also has a Capricorn moon, so that would represent her relationship with her mother. So I find astrology so interesting because it really one portion of it can point to so many areas of your life and why things are the way they are and the energy behind them. And it's just really interesting because I'm reading all of this and finding so much of it true. <laughs> so, um, also it says ancestral inheritance, the family into which the soul is born may be materially well off, but emotionally deprived. Wow that just like pshh, my head just went pshh. I haven't read this book in a while but rereading this especially about my own moon whoo, okay yeah that's that is a perfect description of what I would say anybody that knows me knows I would probably describe my family this way and it says emotion is frowned upon duty and responsibility and courage yep yep Childhood is emotionally stultifying. The ambiance passed down through the generation is cold and authoritative with no argument with the authority figure possible. If this ain't exactly, (laughs) exactly what mine is like, was like growing up. And then it says, it is strongly patriarchal. Success in the outer world is valued and the child is urged into a good career rather than being encouraged to develop innate talents and abilities. Quick story time. Um, The North Node, which we'll get into later. I have my North Node in Leo at 29 degrees in my 11th house. Um, The North Node returns to where you were, the place where it was when you were born every 18 years or so. I had my first North Node return at 18. I had gotten a full scholarship, full academic scholarship to um, Westchester. And I went, but at the same time I was doing music. And to this day, I could swear, when I decided to pursue music instead of continuing with school, it was a big something to be frowned upon in my family it's like what now so you're urged into a good career rather than being encouraged to develop innate talents and abilities whoo okay i'm so naked and exposed right now it isn't even funny with this book damn judy hall you (sighs) I really want feedback from other Cap moons. Please message me. Send a voice message through the Anchor app or something. If any of this resonates or any of you who aren't Capricorn moons, who know Capricorn moons, please feel free to weigh in. I'd love to hear your experiences. And it says, this soul may find itself in a family where depression or chronic illness is common. Holy hell. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, in this case, the soul has the advantage of having learned emotional self sufficiency. That I will say is true. I mean, if there is any good thing that you could take out of all that, yeah, I am very emotionally self sufficient. Then finally, the last section of uh, this portion on Capricorn Moon in this book says past life roles. The judge, the lawgiver, the keeper of the peace and of records. The priest and the solid law-abiding citizen are part of this soul's history, as is the scapegoat. Success in business is common, as is taking up an inherited position, whether fitted for this or not. And those in the higher echelons of power have a strong Capricorn influence in their life. Hmm. It's interesting. That would make sense to me. I feel like I should have been a lawyer. (laughs) I like to have things have some structure. This is this is amazing. Um, so that was the second portion that I wanted to do on the Capricorn moon. Again, that was from this book, Past Life Astrology. Use Your Birth Chart to Understand Your Karma by Judy Hall. Great book. I really, really suggest you guys pick it up. Um, so we'll be, when the moon transits, we'll do... Um, a talk on the moon going into Aquarius next. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope I've been able to help you in some way understand the placement of the moon in Capricorn. Use this time again wisely um, to be a little bit more emotionally reserved, cool, calm, collected to your advantage though, of course. I think the general influence on everyone would have us be able to be a lot more able to build at this time, to use our emotions in such a way that they kind of help us set a foundation for something, regardless of what sign your moon is in. So thank you guys again for listening to another episode of Spiritual Gangsta Certified. I'm Illy Vish, and see you on the flip side.